0: Our world is changing at an increasing speed like never before. More than ever, we are reminded of the perishability of all the forms around us and also of our own existence, our own body. So we can ask ourselves, who am I really? When we look at ourselves, what do we see? Is it just our body, our professions, our opinions, our emotions, everything with which we identify? Or is there something timeless, something formless that always is, that is eternal and imperishable?
1: Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. Today we share the introductory presentation to our latest public talk. Every month, we explore a different aspect of the universal wisdom through a series of weekly webinars on Zoom. For more information about our events, follow the links in the written description below. We hope that our podcast will provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions, and impulses in your research for new answers we might discover that we are beings of
0: two dimensions. There is our form identity, and this is not just our physical form, but also our thoughts and emotions, which are part of this 3D reality. Our consciousness is conditioned from our own experiences in this life in time and space, and also from the baggage accumulated in past lifetimes. But our consciousness is also conditioned by the collective. We are, so to speak, tied into all the emotional and mental energetic fields that resonate with us. As the forms in the world around us become more and more unstable, Fear can take hold of us, but it can also be a great opportunity for us to wake up and ask, what is the purpose of my life? This other dimension in us, which is not part of this world of duality and perishability, beckons us. Then we gain insight and the impulse from the spirit spark our essential self comes through to our consciousness. What does our ordinary life look like? In the Gnostic Gospel of Philip, which belongs to the so called Nagamadi writings, written down around the middle of the second century AD, it says a donkey going round and round a millstone walked and walked and covered a hundred miles. When at last it was loosed, it found itself back at the starting point. So there are also people who cover great distances and yet do not advance one step. When evening comes, they have seen no city and no village, no creature and no nature no power and no angel. In vain have they labored, the wretched ones. Is this not an apt image for us and our ordinary lives? Just like the donkey, we walk laboriously in circles, as if on a treadmill. When evening comes, when death approaches, we have seen nothing of substance. We may have traveled a lot, traveled great distances, but still have not made any progress. That is, we have not developed our inner self, our spiritual core, our true self. We have thought only of our success, our cares and pleasures, and spend all our energy on them.
2: Yet, we still have that spark within us that won't stop calling to us, letting us know that it is possible to live a meaningful life, to develop the spiritual possibilities and open the eyes of the heart. This heart sensibility shows us the truth about ourselves, about the world and about God. As human beings, We have come from God according to our very essence. And because some of us feel the possibility, the calling, which is inherent in all of us, the possibility to return to God, we embark on an inner spiritual path. During the course of this path, our true essence unfolds, and we return to oneness. The first step of the path is already this insight that there is an imperishable spiritual predisposition hidden within us. It cannot unfold when we are too tightly entangled in the transient world. It is therefore necessary to dissolve this entanglement. When we realize how meaningless and fruitless our ordinary life is, We long to realize this other possibility of life. We long for another life because we are already touched by it. This desire to become whole and one with God again is a second stage of the spiritual path. We feel that we will become real human beings only when the divine love in us gains ground and changes us. Through this desire for liberation, we open our heart to the light, to the divine dimension, and the spirit spark in the heart will attract the divine powers that help us to realize our goal. This light in our heart travels up through the blood to the head, where it gives rise to new thoughts. Our mind opens in a new way to the universal teachings absorbing new powers like a sponge. Our separation from unity is an anomaly in the cosmos. Therefore, the divine world strives to enable us to return to unity. This can succeed, for in us mortal personalities, the original germ from the divine world still lies hidden, although it has become latent. Nevertheless, it is there and can be awakened to life again. It is attracted to the divine world to which it belongs according to its nature. This eternal seed, the spirit spark, will transform consciousness and from there transform life. First, we gain self awareness on the basis of our spirit spark, which lies beyond our dualistic, egocentric consciousness. Second, in this new space, we can observe our own inner world which leads to self-knowledge. We can truly observe our thought patterns, our feelings and actions, and our unconscious conditioned state of being. This insight allows us to stop living as if on autopilot and, step by step, to gain true autonomy which is born of a new consciousness. Now we can enter the third step of the spiritual path, self-surrender, when by stepping back, we become conscious of the spirit spark in the microcosm. We can then choose to support the unfolding of the spirit spark and no longer impeded by our ego asserting itself. So
0: true transformation begins with paying attention to the noise of our thoughts, emotions, and reactions. With this awareness, we might be tempted to change, especially what we perceive as negative in us, maybe even fight against it, resist it, or even suppress it. When we find ourselves struggling or trying too hard, in any given situation, that is actually our ego fighting against itself. We do not become free from earthly attachments and delusions by fighting them. That would be forced asceticism, which would bind us even more to the earthly world. The Gospel of Philip warns against this dead end. As long as a person's desires are hidden they remain and live. It is the same with a tree. As long as its root is hidden, the tree grows and lives. But if its root comes out, the tree withers. As long as the root of wickedness is hidden, it is strong. But when it is recognized, it dissolves. If it becomes visible, it fades away. That is why the word says, the ax is already laid at the root of the trees. The ax is not there to cut down, but you cut down grows back again. But the ax digs down to the bottom until it brings up the root. It is uprooted by recognizing it. This does not mean that we become passive or even lazy, or that we become indifferent to other human beings. But it is to understand that the only power that truly can transform us is the power of the spirit. With the light of our new awareness, we can see objectively our fears, worries, desires, illusions, anger, joy, pride, and everything that is inside us, without judging or suppressing them, we do nothing, we let them go. We notice and then let go and surrender ourselves to our inner spiritual source. It is as if the soul pushes us to experiences that help us gain insight and inner self-knowledge. If we live with awareness, Lives, ups and downs, are opportunities for inner transformation, for transcending our conditioned state. More and more, there is a sense of space, some distance towards the thoughts and emotions that circulate in our system. Opinions, status in society, possessions are not the source of our identity anymore.
2: When we steadfastly persevere with self-surrender to the spiritual source in our own being, we are in the flow with all life and do not need to force or control. Self-surrender creates the opportunity for the powers of the divine to circulate in our system and transform our three consciousness centers. Our thinking, feeling, and actions are no longer based on egocentricity, but instead become increasingly integrated and open to our spiritual source we can gradually move on to independent action we will work with a new love with new power and joy for people and things for the true self and all other beings this is the fourth stage of the path the new love the new way of life. So far, we have received. We have been open to the divine powers and their nourishment. And now we can pass on what we have received. We pass on divine powers and nourishment to others. This is a new giving unconditional love in contrast to the possessive love of the egocentric human being. This state means that the eternal, immortal image of God, the true self, has become conscious in us and is active in the world. We can face all events in our life and in the lives of others with neutrality, and we can wait. We will learn the not doing of Lao for it is no longer our self-will and our ego, that are the driving forces of our actions. On the contrary, when we resonate in the current of divine love and insight, these flow into all our actions and our ego is only the compliant tool. The divine wisdom and love that have taken up residence in us consciously work through us. When the divine wisdom and love enter our soul as a result of our ego getting out of the way. This wisdom and love will fill our blood, our nerves, our sensations, and our thinking, and in turn emanate from us. We will recognize with our new way of thinking and feeling what actions are necessary and possible in a certain situation in order to let the power of love work in the world. This is the fifth stage of the path. The unity with the divine world is restored. Thus, we can accomplish an inner work and overcome our ties with a burdened collective field and our conditioned egocentric state and enter into a new life field. In the Mm -hmm. midst of an ever-changing and uncertain world, we have the possibility to return to the everlasting, the eternal, and to enter a state of freedom of the Spirit. This is the way back to the divine dimension, which can be started in the present by anyone who seeks it from their heart.
1: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with 5 stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.